I'm not your usual drag queen, you know. Like, I guess I'm a bit more of a top. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you want to say, but. <laughs> You're listening to Cocktails and Confessions. Hi guys, I'm your host, Anthony Chalet. With me today, co-hosting, we have... Darren. Hi again. <laughs> and our guest for today's show is the fabulous Charity Case. Hello. Hi. Hi, are you alright? Yeah, how are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Pretty tired, but... I'm getting there. She's busy. Yeah, a lot going on recently. Yeah, non-stop actually. It's been pretty hectic, but it's all good. <laughs> good. So for our uh, listeners, you um, are most well known for your 365 days of drag. Yeah, that kind of kick-started my drag journey, I would say. Which was everywhere, in Vogue, mm-hmm. in every single platform. <laughs> yeah, Daily Mail. Everyone, everyone jumped on it. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of like... Uh, really unexpected actually at the time I wasn't expecting it to do so so well like with the media but that's kind of why I continued on to 365 days it was originally supposed to be 100 days mm, yeah. but I extended it and rolled with the wave <laughs> and I mean that just must take so much of your time though that takes real dedication every day for a year and that how much time roughly were you putting into each look per day it took up most of my day each day because if I wasn't like thinking about what I was gonna do for the look, I was either like making paper ears out of paper and paint, or making mm. like uh, out- outfits out of paper, or jewelry pieces, or styling wigs to be the right style for the character. So it was pretty full time actually that year. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have? Was you living with anyone at the time? Yeah, I st- with the same person. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the flat has not changed. He's an angel. I don't know how he puts up with me. <laughs> and so, how would you describe your drag then? Would you say it's like cosplay, or would you say it's more like arts and crafts? Because you know, like Nina Bonina is a bit more arts and crafts. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it's arts and crafts. I like to think of myself as more insulting? of like. Um, I wouldn't say it's insulting if someone else wants to refer to themselves as arts and crafty then so be it for them good for them you know <laughs> work but it's not really my type of um compliment i would say so i would i would like to call myself more of like a fantasy based drag artist you know i tend to do sort of like characters and creatures that aren't really based in reality most of the yeah. time so um i get most of my inspiration from like fantasy films and horror films and uh literature so it's all like your nightmares. Yeah, nothing <laughs> in the real world. <laughs> and um, do you um, think that with regards to other, like maybe perhaps well-established queens, view you differently just because of the coverage and everything that you'd had? Because um, you're still quite young, aren't you? Yeah, I'm 22. You're 22? Oh, um, my God. And, like, this was, and this was a good few years ago now. Um but I, I think only finished it like a year ago. When did no, you it's two oh, years ago now. What they it was in 2017 that you started. Yeah, so, you so it was throughout year. 2017. No, was it last year? 2020. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. No, when it on my Instagram it says two years ago for all of the photos when it's like oh, throwback from right, this year, okay. two years ago. So I was doing it two years ago, you know, today. Wow. So in that in the mean, it's been two years since then, and I still feel like I've not reach that height again but <laughs> we're always trailing our like best achievements aren't we you know yeah and that's, that's like career though isn't it like peaks and troughs definitely definitely it's just about like 
uh, pushing my other work as well. Like drag isn't my full-time thing and I don't want it to be my full-time thing really. I enjoy it being something that I do when I enjoy doing it and so for tell the fun us, of it, you know. What's your full-time thing? Well, it's part of my full-time thing. You know, it's a, it, it makes up some of my full-time work. It makes up most of my income, but like also painting and designing and um, all sorts of like uh, managing walkabout characters at festivals sometimes. You know, I do all sorts of uh, creative performance art based work. Oh, okay, like the kind of stuff you see at Elro in that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I also noticed, am I right in thinking you had your Class of Chaos collection released in Selfridges last week? Yeah, I did, like only a few days ago, actually. It's oh super God. exciting. Congratulations. So, so how did that come yeah. about? Well, you know, um, I was it was through Depop themselves, actually, which is, you know, you know Depop? I do, yes. um, yeah. It's basically like an online clothing app where it's it's like eBay, but for the younger generation, mm. it's kind of making reselling like cool again. Etsy kind yeah, of, yeah. Like Etsy, but cooler, you know? Okay, it's, okay. Not, it's less like crafty and more like cool people selling cool stuff. Okay, cool. Because of the great branding work that they have done, they've, right. they just made it like really young and on trend, you know? Right. So they haven't um, just like printed Ariana on a t shirt and put it on Etsy. No, it's not, <laughs> it's not that at all. It's people like reselling their vintage garments and creating their own okay. vintage shops through like buying vintage from charity shops and reselling it. And it's all about like cancelling fast fashion, you know? Like, yeah. Cancelling as much as you can. Yeah. Um, but like Depot, so, I've been working quite closely with Depot recently because. We did like an advertising campaign with them where I'm making my own bits like on camera and um, like a, how to make a teddy bear into a bag sort of thing or how to paint your own jacket. So yeah. they've been coming out on YouTube as like advertisements for Depop and so I've been quite closely connected with them. And then when I saw the Selfridges store was happening, because it's like a pop-up for D- from Depop in Selfridges, yeah. um, I was like, I need to be involved with that. and. Thankfully, I was. <laughs> oh, okay. I need so, yeah. to check out the, these designs. Yeah, I had a little they're, they're in for uh, like another five, six days, I think now. Yeah. So how did you get into drag anyway, even experimenting with drag? Because obviously you've been designing sort of clothes and things like that involved with that, I feel like, for longer than you've been doing drag, right? Yeah, yeah. I was painting and customising clothes from when I first moved to London, when I was like 17. Right. Yeah, even even before that really, like when I was like 13, 14 in like high school, bleaching, dripping acid into t-shirts, you know, I was selling okay, them for yeah. like 30 quid online. I honestly feel sorry for anybody <laughs> that put an order in, but yeah, I apologize now. <laughs> but, uh, so how did you get into like the actual drag aesthetics of it? Um, so it was more sort of, I was going out on nights out every now and then doing, an odd like mad look but i never really saw myself as a drag queen it was more just like expressing myself through costume yeah um and then everyone else was really good at makeup and i was really bad at makeup and i was really jealous so i just decided to do 100 days of drag and it wasn't really Mm. to for anything other than to get better at makeup for myself really and to document myself getting better at makeup sure and it just turned into my drag character being quite popular and known. So I was like, well, I'm gonna ride this and yeah. be a drag queen. <laughs> yeah. As you progressed and you kind of got a bit better and you got, well, a lot of attention. I'm curious as to how the kind of established drag queen community, were they quite welcoming? How did they deal with you? And you kind of- Who had... are the bitches? Tell us <laughs> who the bitches are. <laughs> so, I mean, when in London it was, I guess, uh, 
I guess I did feel a bit like excluded from a lot of things in London um, and around here. But I think queens all over the country and all over the world have been so welcoming and so supportive. You know, it's it's sad that it has to be that way. But when you do have a an audience and you do have like a reputation and people do respect you for your work and you go mm. to a new city, people are so lovely and so welcoming. And that's a really enjoyable experience. Like meeting all people that respect me because of my art that they've seen, you know, yeah. that's that's like the dream really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was tough like in London, like down here, cause it's such a close knit scene and I hadn't really performed very much. It was more like my Instagram looks, you know, up until maybe so halfway through last year or maybe the start of last year when I started performing more. Mm. Um, so I feel like I was judged by quite a lot of people in London. Yeah, do you um, think you got like labeled excluded. like a look a look queen? I, I guess probably behind my back. No one would have said that to my face, <laughs> but maybe behind my back. Um, I don't know. I just saw. But you can perform, right? Yeah, I perform. That's my main thing now. I okay. perform every time, and you just need to put I on perform, like some things that you would never ever even predict. You know, like this is what you need to do. Well, you work to the box. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> just uh, put on some of your like freakishly, like freakyish makeup and everything. Do a performance. You'll go viral instantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to get more footage of my performances, actually. That's one thing I'm bad at. But I like the, the element of surprise. No, 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 I left the box last year, like the end of last year. It just felt like my time to leave, really. Okay, yeah. Um, I'd kind of, I was done with working five nights a week, dancing on stage, doing non-stop dancing for hours and hours. It's a lot Bunions of work. Bunions on your feet. <laughs> yeah, my feet hurt. And I was like, I'm too fabulous to be doing this. Why am I going, why am I working so hard? Like, I look amazing. I don't need to be dancing that hard. So I don't work there, like, as a walkabout artist anymore. But um, I'm in talks with people that, I'm still, I'm still good friends with some of the people that work there, yeah. you know? Um, there's still that connection there so hopefully That's you never good. know i'm gonna hopefully come back and do some numbers there instead of doing walkabout you know yeah i'd rather be a performance artist there instead of a well i think it's good to keep your uh, collaboration doors open isn't it for sure for sure and talking of doors what about back doors <laughs> 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 no are you dating anyone is it hard to date do you think when if guys know who you are um i think like, i'm not dating anyone currently um I've I had one recent like dating expedition, which was the first time I've tried to date anybody in so long. Actually, I've been so like cut off from that side of my life because I've just focused on my work. You know, yeah. I feel like when you, well, personally, I find it really hard to balance work and like love life at the same time. If I've got a boyfriend or if I'm seeing somebody, that takes so much of my attention and so much of my uh, energy. The my work life suffers mm. and right now i think it's most important for me to be focusing on my work life and to be riding my career get the bag before you get the ball no, bag exactly <laughs> um but i want to be like at a place in my life where i can share something amazing with somebody not yeah. like share something that's like stressful and crappy and my like frilly knickers hanging off the kitchen door you know what i mean like, yeah i'm not in control of myself yet <laughs> basically when other areas of your life aren't in check you feel like not that you're not worthy of bringing someone else into your life but yeah. Very that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not that I... I, don't, I guess it's not I feel unworthy. It's just that I feel like I'm comfortable and happy and there's so much stress that comes with, like, a love life yeah. that puts my work life second important. And really, it's not, like, I'm at the age now and 
the place in my career now which I need to be focusing on working as hard as I possibly can, which is what I'm doing, you know. Yeah, well, you live in London, girl. London is expensive. It is expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's so expensive. So it's either focus on, like, getting your own money or focus on finding a man who has his. <laughs> yeah. Just definitely concentrate on getting your own first. <laughs> no, fails, they'll come along, you know. <laughs> they come along. I'm not searching for one. If that comes along, I'm not complaining, but, you know. Do you... Um, do you ever get like people react in certain ways when they know what you do? Like, how do people react when you tell them what you do? Or if you know right. what I mean? Yeah, I guess most people are quite supportive and like nice about it. But I would say I'm not I'm not your usual drag queen, you know. Like, I guess I'm a bit more of a top. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you want to say, but <laughs> more of like a. Um, I'm more of like a, a sweetener for them into the drag itself. If it's like a guy that's not necessarily attracted to drag queens, you know, that's, right. that's like quite a big thing in the in the, in the scene. Because you um, don't necessarily do like femme drag. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because I do that sometimes. Most of my drag is quite like creatively ridiculous. You know, it's not it's not that feminine. It's quite like gender fuck. Like there's no gender involved. It's just playing on the idea of gender. Yeah. Um, and the idea of imagery and characters. Um, so I like to think that, well, I do think that that's been uh, sweetener in the past when it's been spoken about with people that would have been weird, you know? Okay. Um, but some people are really confused. Some people, like, don't I don't accept that it's drag, you know? Some people are just, like, you're just a Halloween artist, like, you're, it's a Halloween costume and, like... Yeah, that have, that's how that's the, that's the worst <laughs> one. That happens a lot. But is that other drag queens that would say that? Or is that um, maybe maybe back in the day they would have said that when I started out, but I don't. I think, that I, I think that I've, <laughs> yeah. I've proven my point now that I'm I'm a pretty capable drag artist in in many forms. You know, I could probably I could probably do old school drag if I was thrown into mm -hmm. it, or new school drag, or my kind of drag. Mm -hmm. um, and I like that. I like to be flexible. I like to test myself out and try new things. I never do the same makeup because I don't mm -hmm. like doing the same thing. It bores me. Yeah. You know, I want to be like versatile and capable of everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, you've only really got to worry is when somebody wants you to keep all the freaky shit on. <laughs> that's true, that's true. No, I've had a few, you know, you'd be surprised how many people are like, like into no, it. the fake blood. Like literally, <laughs> at the box, that's the best full of weirdos, the box. Okay. Or like bi businessmen in suits who are like really into it, like. So how many times have you done it? <laughs> in drag? No, you've kept on all the like, the dressed as an elf or Lilo yeah, and not like, and gone and indulged in it. Not like um, drag with the wig, but with your like, your- Monster your, drag. Yeah. Never, never, never. Imagine they make you keep in character and you've got to come in like a- <laughs> Never. No, I would want some good money for that. <laughs> oh Lord, that would be the freakiest OnlyFans ever. <laughs> oh my God, that would be a good OnlyFans. Right you would have been into that. I get asked for OnlyFans. I get asked if I have an OnlyFans almost every other day Do you? on Instagram now. Yeah, what? I'm really, really tempted. But well, the money we're hearing people that, that people are making it really it's quite tempting. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like when you bring a niche to the table, people like does it have to if be... nobody else is doing that? I mean, obviously you, you would have to do it with all, like all of your prosthetics and fake blood on, but <laughs> paint my full would... body green. <laughs> but it would be uh, it would be something different, and you would get every freak that was into that. But obviously you have to then True. converse with them on a daily basis. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I had read somewhere actually obviously stop me if you don't want to talk about this go ahead but um, I had read that it said that you had 
um, used your drugs like an escapism when you found out that you were HIV positive. Yeah, that's completely right. That must have been so difficult for you. How old were you when you found that out? 18, yeah. 18, wow. Yeah, this is like... Were you even out then? Yeah, yeah, I was out. I was always out. Like, I was never really in the closet, I guess. Yeah. As, like, growing up as a child, um, my parents always knew that I was gay. I was always running around the house with things tied around my head, pretending it was hair, you know what I mean? And <laughs> flicking a spoon, pretending to be Hermione Granger, not pretending to be Harry, you know? I had Harry's costume, but I was tying Harry's cloak around my head to be Hermione. <laughs> like, it was so obvious. Um, I was playing with Barbies in the bath, you know? My, my mum and dad was the, the greatest parents with supporting me and my interests. Um, and so I was never, like, pressured into coming out, you know, it was never yeah. like a thing for me. Um, but I moved down to London when I was 17, cause I'm from up north, like in the middle of nowhere, just fields and fields and fields. Where, what sort of area um, is It's like in the middle of Manchester and Liverpool, like near Preston, nowhere near Preston really, near Wigan, still about 25, 30 minutes from Wigan. Oh, it's literally just fields, like you won't oh, even, you won't, you won't know anywhere near it. Like there's a place called Bursco. It's a tiny little village. 10 minutes down the road from Bursco called Rufford. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay. it's so small. It's like, it's like the tiny little village from Hot Fuzz. That's what it's like up there. Everyone's so set in their ways and backwards. Oh, so it's um, like, no offense. The hills have eyes <laughs> and they're crossed. Yeah, it's literally that. So, um, yeah, it, it was okay. Like growing up was all right, but I was literally the only gay around there and I never hid it and I didn't want to hide it. I didn't feel the need to hide it. Um, so moving to London was like a massive escape for me and I just couldn't wait to get out of the city. Mm. Uh, couldn't wait to get into the city, sorry. Um, and I moved here for a boyfriend that I came down to London and met like when I was on nights out with my friends from London that I knew through social media. I was oh, a bit of a social media Um Wait, so you had met this guy through social media when you were living back home, but just traveling down I met him at a nightclub in London when I was underage. <laughs> and I was on a night out because one of my friends was hosting. Um, Smiley Virus was hosting. I don't even know, know Smiley anymore. Name. Yeah, I don't even know Smiley anymore. We're not even... But what did she do? No, she did nothing. <laughs> oh, we just like we that. just like grew apart, you know, over the years. Um, but but yeah, <coughs> I know she, she was on a night out with her, and I met this boy who she invited, who was my boyfriend, like the week later, and then moved to London down to stay with him for a few weeks at a time, and then moved to London fully like a few months later. Um, then I was in London for a while, and then. Um, yeah, like things went really downhill for me and I was uh, a bit lost. I didn't really enjoy doing school. I didn't see a path for me. Um, I was too young to move out of home really, if I'm honest yeah. with you. And uh, it was a massive, massive overwhelming experience for me. And I mean, you're still young I was now. very, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, it, maybe by looks, but yeah. not, not by heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, it was still, it was like a massive experience for me to like process. I used massive, all different types of escape forms, which I shouldn't have done, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like one of these escape forms was partying too hard. And on one of these um, events, I partied too hard and someone took advantage of me and it ended up with me having HIV. So That's now this horrific. situation was really not something that I ever, ever planned on experiencing. And it really did tear my life apart. Yeah. Um, not only was the experience like horrific, afterwards personally for me to mm. cope with um and like has been the reason that i have been so against having like any sort of sexual relationship with somebody for so long right. you know yeah um but 
it hit me a few months later when I was really, really sick and I got diagnosed. Yeah. Um, and then that ended the relationship that I was in and I was so just So you were alone. already battling the trauma of the sexual assault of and course. then you had to yeah. deal with the diagnosis as well. Yeah, yeah. So that was really hard for me to wow. go through. Um, and like, you were 18, right? Yeah, I was yeah. 18, yeah. I'm thinking as well at 18, you may, correct me if I'm wrong, but certainly me at 18, you, you kind of build an education as you get older as well. You know, kind of HIV is and it becomes less of a scary thing at 18. Oh, honestly, I had no scary, idea yeah. what HIV was when I got diagnosed mm -hmm. with it. It was, it was a new thing for me. I was learning about it in that room being diagnosed. And I mean, the worst feeling, in fact, the most predominant feeling that I had was disgust within the person that I was before going into that room for being so prejudiced towards HIV as an illness, mm -hmm. simply because I hadn't been educated about it, simply because no one had told me about it and because I'd only heard things through the media, maybe seen a couple of those scary, horrible commercials from back in the day. And and I thought it was disgusting. Yeah. And I thought it was ugly. Yeah. And I thought it was gross. And I would never tick that box on Grindr. Yeah. Even though I was just uneducated and yeah. I'm the most like welcoming and loving and mm. unprejudiced person you'll meet, really. Mm. and. It just blew my mind how the stereotypes and the 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 lack of education is, is still mm, such yeah. a massive problem. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I honestly, on this day, I sit here today and I'm grateful and I'm thankful for yeah. my experiences and I would not change the way that I am. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I'm happy with what I've been through and I'm glad that I went through everything that I've been through because it's turned me into this person that I am today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at a place where I have a career and a platform where I can share my experiences with hundreds of people, thousands and thousands of people who don't who don't have anyone to look up to, who like yeah. I didn't have anyone to look up to back yeah. then. Who could and I can educate these people on HIV, you know? Yeah. I I wouldn't change what I've been through for the world. I honestly wouldn't. Yeah. I mean I think it's an interesting point you raise about like the lack of education and things because um I'm sure I've said to you before, Dan, but I didn't even know about um is it is it PEP that you take after? PrEP. The day after, yeah. yeah. the post-exposure thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that PrEP existed until I was like 21. And obviously I'd had um, unprotected sex before I was 21. Yeah. And then sat in the gum clinic, like terrified. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was invented before you were 21 though. It was. Oh, was it? For sure yeah. it was, yeah. It was. I and I just, then. How, that's what I mean. They... Well, teach girls about the morning after pill. Yeah. That's but it's just not. There's a, the, the lack. To be honest, we could we could talk, sit and talk all day about the education yeah. system in general, and this is just one part of the education system that is a massive, massive problem. Yeah. Um, which is, which is like, homosexual education, which is gay sex education, which is. Um, HIV education and which is like general things like taxes and like buying a house and renting and writing a CV and oh you know yeah. writing a CV maybe the only <laughs> thing that they teach you and that's yeah. actually useful in life yeah, I didn't even get to it but that. whatever like <laughs> the world's ending <laughs> the world is ending anyway so yeah. what's the point of yeah, worrying about it around very soon. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good point on that note should we, uh, should we do our fag and yarn question let's yeah um, this one is from Luke and Luke says, I've been with my boyfriend for five years and while him being 10 years younger than me has never bothered me before, I've began to notice that guys are always looking at him and I don't think he'd ever cheat, but it just makes me feel ugly. 
10 year age gap. This could be Dustin Lance Black. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> is Luke code for Dustin Lance Black? <laughs> oh my God, we're such bitches. I know. <laughs> uh, so what do you think? Uh, I don't think a 10 year age gap's bad at all. I think like, oh, no. it depends on the, the age of the younger person, really, you know, to, for people to be judging you. And I think if you're comfortable, then you shouldn't be giving a fuck about what anyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that became a massive, that was a massive changing point in my life when I realized like, the people whose opinions offend me and the people whose opinions are different to mine, disagree with mine. Mm -hmm. They're the people who aren't important to me and I actually don't care about their opinion. So they can have their opinion and it doesn't matter matter to me, you know? Mm. Um, And I think on on behalf of like the worrying and the insecurities, it's like this person wouldn't be with you if if they didn't find you attractive. Mm -hmm. If you think that they're getting looked at by other people, you should be proud because those people are jealous of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? But you know, if anything, I think he could potentially push the boyfriend away because he's now getting jealous of other people. But it's kind of like what you said about giving, choosing who to give your fucks to. Yeah, for sure. And he's giving them to the people that are looking at him and his man rather than his man. Also as well, he's he's too emotionally involved. And if you actually take the logic out of it, Maybe, I'm not saying he does, maybe it was just they love each other, but maybe he fancies people that are younger. Loads of people out there fancy people are younger, but there's also yeah. loads of people not like you who fancy people that are older. They're probably not looking at him. You've built it up in your head because he's probably not completely comfortable with the fact that he's got this age difference as yeah. well. Yeah. Whereas it's really, it's just like, I'm sure there's just as many people looking wow, at you. This is this more is about deep. what's going on. <laughs> Always do. It's all in your head. Um, <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, chill out. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think it's the proof is in the pudding. Actions speak louder than words, you know. Like if this person didn't want to be with you, they'd dump you and get off with that guy that's looking at them over the room. Yeah, definitely. And so be it if that's what they want to do. Let them do it. Everyone yeah. should have their own choices. Imagine he's seventeen and his boyfriend's sixty. <laughs> oh, it kind of that'd be so cute. Blends, doesn't it? It would be cute actually. Oh my god, no, imagine. No, it, it does matter. The no, it does get, get, it matters. It, it does, yeah, it does blend <laughs> as you get older. Like, but imagine if he's twenty and the boyfriend's ten. I mean, but also I, I think like, <laughs> oh god, yeah, that's too wrong. <laughs> Sorry, but I think like also it gets, um, also communication <laughs> is important as well. Like you could speak to him about this. Yeah, like yeah. say to him, look, I'm really, I'm really like, I'm getting some jealous feelings. Be open about your feelings and tell them how you feel. That's like the best way you can work through things in a relationship. The worst thing to do is like keep it into yourself and write into Dragon Yang. Columns, <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> as your personal dragon. Yeah. <laughs> However, I feel I don't even know if this person's even jealous or if they just are missing the validation from other men. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I know that when you get into a relationship, that is something that you can miss. Just yeah. that the thrill of the chase. Yeah, it is. Um, but this is a bit. Do you know what's funny? This tying in with your name. This is like an example of charity case dating. When you date someone who is like below your league, yeah. and then, you know? And we're well aware of how, what's the realistic <laughs> this sounds, but we just thought we've got our honour the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean though. Yeah, but when you, like, when you have sex with someone who's like, air quotes, beneath you, it's not always, <laughs> 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 looks shocked. I am, I am gagged. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, like when, 
Like if I was to if I was to have sex with someone who was really hot, I'd yeah. be like, okay, I'm their charity case, fuck. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know it works exactly both what ways. you mean. It works both yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a scale of hotness, but I think also the the scale of hotness is very like dependable on who you are. I think your scale of hotness would be different to mine, and therefore like you would be a charity fuck to somebody to me maybe that you know what I mean. Like it works different ways for different people. So I yeah. think that it's very like individual. It's very um like poly and open of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying like, like I could fancy anyone. Pan. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying I'm pan. I am gay as <laughs> gay can be. No, but, but what I'm saying about, is like, like, like the overall picture. Like, yeah, not no, just I'm look, just saying but, that like, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that everyone has different tastes in looks and like your 10 might be different to my 10. Yeah. You know? So like, okay, yeah, yeah, not yeah. everyone's charity case fuck is a charity case fuck yeah, to everyone else. Yeah, yeah, so like people might be charity case fucking and not even see it as a charity <laughs> yeah. case Fuck. And not even know that they are. <laughs> and we're just standing there like, oh my God, they are such a mismatched couple. <laughs> no, but, but sometimes like, I've I've been in relationships in the past where I felt like, you know, maybe I will go for someone that's a bit lower just because like, it's not all about the looks and maybe they'll be so. nicer. And then it just turns out that they're just as bad as well. So fuck, I'm going for the looks. That's this, what I say. This is what happens. <laughs> this is the downside of charity case dating because... One upside is that you can they still dump you. Yeah. <laughs> when they don't text you back the next day, you feel even worse than if it was a hot person. Oh God, At least true. if it's a hot person, you're like, okay, I understand why you haven't texted me back because I'm your charity case. But then when it's someone who is your charity case, you're like, oh my God, fuck, am I the charity case? Yeah, maybe we should just keep yeah, charity cases for one night only. I love that. And the benefit of that is you can get your whips and chains and all the things you would normally do with someone you've ever seen. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you if it's someone who you're less intimidated by, you're more likely to like let your guards down. And yeah, that's so is, true. It's so much easier to connect with people that aren't pretty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, conventionally pretty of the time. No, you could just like like if you're with someone who you don't really care about their opinion. I'm like, yeah, like. I don't care about what angles, like, like, like I don't care about my angles, like, I look good for all of them. Yeah, but it gets you. like that anyway when you get in a relationship with someone, like, come on, like, three weeks in, you've got your finger up your nose. Wouldn't know, never had three one. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Not a nose pick, a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had one, so I don't you've know. know. You've never had a boyfriend? No. Oh, okay. That's why you need my experiences. That's why, <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> um, um, come on, you must know, though. Yeah, obviously, like, you get more Even with just Even just with friends? Just with a friend, after a while, like, just relax, you, yeah. don't, you don't care anymore. Yeah. You're not As, trying. You've only just started farting in front of me after eight years, haven't you? I don't <laughs> fart. <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, totally. I think there's upsides and downsides to it. Like, if I was, if I felt like I was somebody's charity case fuck, I would just take it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I would just try and win them over with my personality, and then we could just... <laughs> be one of those mismatched couples that people take the piss out of on the street. True, at least you're the lucky one <laughs> We could be Luke, we could be Luke. I mean, I would rather be the one, I'd rather be the one that's like reaching, but still like winning than the one that's dipping and losing. You know what, what I mean? So you would rather be the- I'd rather be the, the, the charity case and be reaching and be like, yes bitch, look at my boyfriend with his crown on. And you wouldn't be getting jealous? Yeah, of course I'd be getting jealous, but I'd rather, I'm right. I am so jealous. Oh, I am, I am the jealous type all over. I'm so jealous. Me too. That's why I can't do relationships. <laughs> so that's the other reason. I can still do them, but. No, I get horrible. They just don't really come my way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm horrible, horribly jealous. Um, I would definitely want to, I know it's really bad, but want to be the one that they were reaching up to. I would, really? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like, I feel like as well, when you get someone that's the reacher, they, 
they like shower you with praise and <laughs> compliments you and know money. What, like, word of advice. And money. <laughs> you just want a slave. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah. I'm Go on the... recon. There's plenty. I can send you a few. I've, I've got a few. Why have I never thought of this? <laughs> <laughs> recon. Recon's the best. I want someone that will do my cleaning and then fuck Yeah, me honestly, it's amazing. But the thing is, I have to like edit all of my tattoos out of my pictures to post all of my recon profile because okay. I don't want anyone to like screenshot my profile and all my like interests and my dirty fetishes. And send them to and me like, and, and Exactly and have it all over you, all over this website that we're on. One? You literally have to take your pictures off of your profile like every like other week. You've got one right? No, what a recon oh, profile. Yeah, no. because you, it's a bit more ki- on the kinky side of things. Yeah, it's, like, it's well just like kinky. all your pictures come down because you're like, yeah, if someone at work sees that, I'm fucked. Oh, well, it's so kinky. <laughs> Oh my god! I'd be like, what it's are your so kinky. Kids? Everyone's into everything on there. Like, yeah, like so much. You go stuff. through and you're just like, oh, yeah. Most of them are gross. Yeah. But there's some cool ones. Like, yeah. There's some. There's some like sex, like footballer, like like straightish footballer lads. Okay, they're, okay. They're, they're cute. Um, Adult babies. Not. Oh yeah. There's, type. there's all sorts. <laughs> Honestly, everything. Like there's people that do like gunge, gunge in that gunge, gunge baths. Oh, do you want to come oh, and get in my gunge man. bath? I've had that message. But yeah, like, sure. Um, What's your fetish? I'd be like, I just want to lay on the bed and you throw money on me. <laughs> you find a few of them. And then leave. You, you need to be, what's it, a fin dog or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I've, I've, I've done that before. I've been, um, I've done a camera session with like some cash pig and demanded money, <laughs> demanded money off him. I literally How did How much did you get in the end? Like 250. Oh, that's cool. What did you have to do for it? Like just have a go at him? Just like shout webcam. at him on camera yeah. and demean oh, him. Oh, he was like really disgusting and ugh, he was gross. I'm never doing it again. I was like, I felt so horrible. <laughs> but did you actually have to touch or was it just fair? No, we were just like on, on like Skype. I'm not, oh, why are you never doing that again? Because <laughs> it was horrible. He was disgusting. Like he was like, I could tell he had done bad things. You know what I mean? Oh, he wasn't yeah. a nice person. I could oh, see so much evil in him that's seeping through the camera. Day. And it's just like, oh, you know, like when Nikki Graham's screaming and she's like, I can feel the venom pouring out of me as I speak. <laughs> that's what I could see. But he was like, oh, like licking his lips. It was just disgusting. So it's not, it's not for me, that one. Um, oh, yeah, no, it's, that's. I moved on to drag. (laughs) (laughs) I tried I tried the fetish scene and moved on to drag. So this is why you're not getting an OnlyFans. I'm with you. With you. Yeah, I've been there done. Well not not OnlyFans. Um well we've got a few little fan questions. Go ahead, let's do Um, it. I love my fans. So Raja underscore Jinx wants to know. How did you and Raja meet? We've got a Raj, a really hardcore Raj. Well, Raj is my drag mum. Oh, is she? Yeah, Raj is my drag mum. So I didn't know that. Yes, I am part of the House of Gemini. Okay. Um, So I met Raja originally through Facebook, like when I was really young, like seventeen. And I was painting on jackets, doing my designs. Obviously, they've just been put in Selfridges, and they. Raja saw one of my jacket painting videos. I used to do like time lapses on my page. It wasn't very big, but I think that we might have had like one mutual friend in common or something who shared the video and Raja saw it on her profile on Facebook, added me as a friend, shared it to her profile. Um, And then we got chatting from there and then I started doing drag and Raja was like into my drag, supported my drag, shared my stuff online, um, helped me build a bit of an audience. That's cool. Um, And then... When she came to London for 420, we stayed, spent the day together and got really stoned outside a, yeah, outside a pub and got told off for smoking outside, like, outside a pub. Um, 
Yeah, and she adopted me that day. She was like, you're now my drag daughter. I was like, okay. okay. That's cute. <laughs> and so, that's yeah, so that's story. how I know Raja. Um, and now I see her every time she comes down to London. Or I was just in, went to stay with her in Provincetown when she did her one-woman show as well, uh, which was amazing. She's an incredible performer and such a lovely, supportive and beautiful, souled person. She's amazing. Soul person. Yeah. Love that. She's amazing. <laughs> Very cute. Okay. Okay. I can't believe I'm going to ask this. We've got um, a Lucifer Christ has asked cut or uncut, which was a question. Who says that? The cock destroyers. Um, Lucifer Christ. Lucifer so he's Christ. Quite dis- not sure where he stands. <laughs> so I I want to know whether he wants to know whether you're cut or uncut. Or, or whether, whether I like, whether I prefer, prefer cut or uncut. Well, I, why don't you guess... Both of you get one guess each. For, for like what I am. But there's only two guesses. Yeah, both so if you get a guess. <laughs> oh, one's right, one's wrong. I'd say yeah. cut. I kind of think cut. Uncut. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uncut is kind of standard for us. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. Preferring wise. You were making us guess. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and then for what you prefer, you're usually if you're uncut, you prefer uncut. Yeah, I'll yeah, go yeah. for uncut as well. Um, but I think it's just like you... what you're used to, isn't it? And what you what you're like, yeah. what you grow up with, what you're like taught. You know, over here it's kind of like it's kind of a, an issue now um, in a lot of circles. Circumcision, like... yeah, it's like a massive debate, and you know, I'm not gonna go into that now. But thanks for throwing me that question, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I would have asked it. I'm only another... joking, <laughs> but definitely uncut. <laughs> for both answers of the, for both answers, both answers yeah. of the question yeah um so steve wants to know you did so many characters in your year of 365 days of drag uh which one was your favorite i'm sure you've been asked this a, a ton of times but could you can you even remember them God, I smoke too much to remember any of that. But uh, <laughs> I would say there's one that I one that sticks out, which is my um, my carrot lady look. I did like a carrot, a full this. carrot face with like a big carrot topper sticking on top of my head, um, bright orange. I really like that one. It was like one of the first whimsical, stupid characters that I did. So yeah, that really a little out. bit of a veer from the like drag or horror. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of more fantasy. Okay, so we've got a question here from Crimson Hells. Oh, um, I love Crimson Hells. Oh, it's someone that you know, excellent. And she said, how has life changed since Wait, 2000? Check, can I just check it? It's the right one. Yeah. I'm sure we'll Yeah, be. it's he. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> oh, sorry. So Crimson Hells, he asks, how has life changed since 2017? Harry has been killing it, and I hope all are proud. Oh, thanks, Reese. You um, have a lot of love from people, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't thank my audience and my supporters enough really like I would not do any of the work that I do without their support you know all of my gigs that I get are from them and Mm -hmm. um yeah I can't thank them enough like my my life has changed so much since 2017 and like now I'm constantly working abroad and flying places and traveling around and performing for new people and creating new performances and making things and yeah I'm really busy now that's what how mm. it's changed most of the time mostly like I'm constantly working don't really have a chance to have a day off these days but yeah I'm not complaining about that that's a great thing you know I'm I'm living my literal dream now you know yeah. I'm flying to Tokyo in like 10 days wow. to perform in Tokyo like what that's crazy um so jealous 
Thank I know, you. I just had an earthquake. And <laughs> yeah, I know. They have had an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it it's is, all okay. It's no, no one died in it. Just I don't know. I've made it. I think there's. I been think there's three. been like, I think it's under ten deaths. Oh gosh, still some. I see. Yeah. Cut that out. It's, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Uh, okay, so just quickly, Drag Race UK. Yes or no? Would I do it? If they had a prize fund. <laughs> yes. I'm sure I read actually. If, if they had a prize fund, then yes, I would consider it. But yeah. at this point in time, at this stage, no. There's no way I'm going to put myself through that much and lose that much money for no prize fund. Yeah. Like, I know that what you get out of it is like a career and like platform gigs and, and platform, yeah. but I kind of already have that for myself mm -hmm. and I, I'd rather build myself that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would be entering it £400,000. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Not for like the bookings. Yeah. Um, because I don't want to be performing every night of the week for the rest of my mm -hmm. life, actually. Yeah. yeah. And you've been in Vogue. It seems to me, if you appear on Drag Race, it's probably going to be more of a Todrick Hall where they get them on to kind of probably do some chats uh, about the, the if, if, they want, if they want me on as a guest judge, I'll happily... Well, I've been in Vogue, surely. <laughs> Someone that's been in Vogue, you automatically get to judge, <laughs> no? <laughs> if, like a, if, if they did like a Halloween episode on the next season and they bring go. me on as like a guest... Um, okay, like yeah. I guess. Guest... Uh, you know, when they teach them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When they teach them how to do things. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for coming on. Your uh, collection with um, Selfridges is out now. It is, yes. It is the class now. of chaos. Um, and yeah, anything else you want us to plug quickly before we shoot off? Um, no, I think that's it. Okay, that's well, it. thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you very much. And see you soon. Bye. Bye, guys. And I just want to say a quick thank you to our patrons, Robert Skibinski, Royce Payne-Carter, Patrick T. Colley, Raymond Faulkner, and Stephen Hennessy. If you guys want to follow us on Patreon, where you'll get behind-the-scenes footage and extra episodes, we're Cocktails and Cock Talk on Patreon. <laughs>